I'm Indiana Jones's illegitimate half-brother, Montana Smith. Just kidding, I'm Cassie. And I am your snake-loving co-host, Matt. And welcome to You Haven't Seen This, a podcast where this sibling duo talks about movies that only one of them has seen. Season two, baby! We're back! Very exciting. We're gonna call it seasons and not just that we were very busy. Um, That's how we get away with it. We call it seasons. Absolutely. So yeah, welcome to season two. You've got a lot of great stuff in store for um, this, this iteration, this season. It's gonna be great. And today we are starting off season two strong with Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark classic i think i think we're gonna just start each season at least with a good classic and we've certainly got a good one so i'm back in the driver's seat i have seen this movie but you have not tell me i haven't what do you know about raiders of the lost ark so just about everything i know about the indiana jones franchise lore whatever you want to call it is based on the ride at Disneyland. I love that ride. It is, it's probably one of my favorites, probably top five, maybe more like top three favorite rides at Disneyland. It's a solid one when it works. Yeah, it often doesn't. I think they really kind of popped off with the, the ride queue. I think it's very immersive, gives you a lot of stuff to look at in that like three hour line because it's always because it like breaks seven times a day, but that's part of the charm. I am a Disney adult and that's kind of all I know about it. I know that he doesn't like snakes. I know that there's a boulder. I know the theme music. That's about it. Love the ride though. It's, it, it's great. It's a solid ride, man. You're making me miss Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Disneyland. I want to I want to go on that ride. But you know what? Sometimes I don't miss Disneyland because I I mostly just drive myself and uh, mom, dad, stop listening. Sometimes I drive and I feel like I'm in the Indiana Jones ride. Like I, <laughs> I, I take speed bumps a little fast. I turn a little hard and I'm like, it's like I'm back at Disneyland, except I might get pulled over. I've never gotten pulled over, never gotten a ticket. I'm putting that out there as of the time of recording this. I am a good noodle who has had no run-ins with any traffic violations. Well, it also doesn't help that um, I've driven with you to work, and there is a really rickety bridge you gotta kind of sort of slow over, and then there's snakes and you gotta speed up past it. Yeah, and then there's the boulder, and like, yeah, uh, and then there's don't just Don't get the, me started. There's just the guy who's like swinging from a rope on the ceiling. And he's just, like, there all the time. He never does anything else. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, traffic in California is just crazy. I'm telling you. It's uh, wild. Every other day, my roommate comes home. I'm like, oh, you're home later. And she's just like, there was a boulder on I-10. I, I don't know what to say. You're like, ugh, again, I try and get off at my exit, and it's, like, you know, all backed up just because someone's car broke down again while they were trying to fight a giant cobra. And then the lights went on, and we all had to get out of our cars and walk to the end of the line. Yeah. The highway, it's, uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a real struggle. Yeah. Anyone who, you know, doesn't drive in California, just know that all of what we are saying, thousand percent true. One hundred percent accurate. hundred percent accurate. It's a fact. It's a fact. It is. But yeah, that's all I know about Indiana Jones. I am really going into this with no expectations because I like I said all I know is the ride at Disneyland and I assume the ride at Disneyland it's not it's not based on any particular movie it's just in general Indiana Jones right yeah it's not specifically it is its own unique thing it's not a movie ride in Mm -hmm. the way that a lot of other like dark rides at Disney and at other like theme parks are. It's it's its own sort of thing, although it takes a lot of classic stuff from Indiana Jones as a whole, you know. Yeah. So, there's snakes because they don't like snakes. There's the boulder, which is not spoilers. It's in this movie. Um, oh, okay. But it, it's its own thing. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, it's 
it's like the temple of the forbidden eye that's what the ride is and i was like i don't think that's in any of the movies but like i said never seen any of them so it could be and i could just be you know totally off base but okay it's its own thing so i might see elements of the ride in this movie but it's not gonna be like everything from the ride is in the movie or vice versa good to know good to know it's not the Raiders ride or the Temple of Doom ride or the Last Crusade ride. Gotcha. Yeah. But besides that, uh, no thoughts, head empty. Um, I'm excited to see this movie. This. I'm excited to see this movie. I think it's going to be good. But yeah, I have I have no expectations. I just hope it's going to be a fun kind of action adventure movie and that um, we're going to get to see some, some cool archaeology stuff. Yeah. This movie gives you a very interesting view of archaeology. I'm sure it will. I'm taking um I'm taking a prehistory class right now, so I'm sure it's going to be a 1000% accurate. It's going to just be like it, it it just straight out of my notes. Yeah, basically. This is exactly what you're doing. It's just a lecture. This is a lecture. I'll take open your notebook. This is I will I, there will be a quiz at the end. I I will quiz you. This will be on the test. This movie on the test. I'll open up the module on Canvas. <laughs> You'll open up the module. It'll say, dur, 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 dur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a boulder in my room. No. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I. What are your um? Because you've seen this, what are your experiences with this film and just sort of Indiana Jones as a character, as a franchise, as a whole? Um, I actually don't know too much. I've only ever seen Raiders mm-hmm. all the way through. I've seen like a couple bits of Temple of Doom, but mm-hmm. not you know, maybe less than like two minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I've never seen Last Crusade or Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. So I'm well equip- equipped going into this film, but not necessarily for the rest of the franchise, but it's a fun movie and I'm excited to rewatch it again. It's not not necessarily like one of my favorite movies, but it's a good like I just need to put something in to have fun too and not think too hard. It's a great time. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a, a fun movie um, and I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to watch it too. And since we don't have any thoughts, I say we hop aboard our little map to Egypt and go watch Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Alrighty, folks, we are back. We have uh, traveled all the way to uh, Egypt and back. Uh, We saw the Ark of the Covenant. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. I'm going to pretend you didn't make that joke. And I'm going to continue on with what I was saying. <laughs> so anyway, we are back from having watched Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, I know I certainly have some thoughts. I have some thoughts as well. But let's start with the... Overall, what did you think? This is your first time actually watching this movie. What'd you think? Overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. I thought it was fun. It was interesting. It was entertaining. I, you know, generally kind of like the story. It certainly isn't going to go on to my, like, top 10 list of movies. But I certainly would not be opposed to watching it again at some type of social gathering or, you know watching another Indiana Jones movie like I'm I'm probably gonna end up doing that I did like this one but yeah those are kind of my just overview thoughts I have more thoughts about specifics but having rewatched it what are kind of your overarching thoughts this is a very good movie it's a very well-made movie it's like it's two hours but it never feels long or anything it it's got a great pace it's really pretty like I was even just noticing as I was watching how 
a lot of the shots just look really cool. And it's like, wow. Like, a lot of shots look cool that didn't necessarily need to look cool. Mm. Um, so, which I like. Um, the music is great. It's just a good movie, man. Yeah, I, I would have to say I'd, I'd agree. Pretty good movie. Now let's, let's, um, let's talk about some specifics. I'd say, first thing to talk about, let's just talk about the title character, Indiana Jones. What are, what are our thoughts about him? Dr. Jones, what are your thoughts? What are thoughts? I, I do love him. He's great. I was texting some friends while I was watching it. And uh, the scene that I think perfectly epitomizes Indy is that first scene where he meets Marion in the bar in Nepal. Her reaction is the appropriate reaction to Indiana Jones. It's like, wow. She wants to, like, punch him and make out with him in equal measures. And I think that is the correct response to Indiana Jones. I think so, too. I definitely, I generally found him a very interesting, kind of likable character. There were some points, though, where I was like, stop being so, you know, mopey, so stuck in your ways. You got things to do. Um... (laughs) You got things to do. You got a to-do list of things you need to do. Number one, find the Ark of the Covenant. It's kind of important. So yeah, I I generally liked him. I thought he was cool. I saw like the indie getup and I was like, that's a cool dude. That's a cool person. It's a great look. It it's is. such a good outfit. I, at the end of this movie, I had a similar feeling and similar problem to when I saw Dune back in like October or something where it's like man now I just want to go wear a bunch of like linen and khaki um the problem in both circumstances is it's very cold out no I feel the same I'm definitely I I don't think I'm one of those people who like you know downloads a new personality when they um watch a movie but I am one of those people who wants to change their whole wardrobe Yes, and the clothes in this movie were so good. They were. One thing I will say now that we're on the topic of clothes is there were- Now, I do not- I am not a fashion historian by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And I do know that because this is set in the 30s, the 30s are always kind of a very ambiguous era. No one. Nobody really... knows what the thirties look like. Yeah, no one really knows or has a. We don't really have a cultural idea of what nineteen thirties fashion should look like. We do have a cultural conception. It's dust. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because we don't have like sort of a cultural concept of what thirties fashion looks like, there's kind of a lot of leeway with it. And I did find that there were some times in the movie. I think also just because there are a lot of just like men in the movie where and because men's fashion hasn't changed super dramatically in the way women's fashion has since the 30s. So there were some times where I was like, oh, yeah, this movie was made in the 80s. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. Who are the villains in this movie? Yeah, no, this is the 30s. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they had I'm glad that they had that little like 1936 or whatever kind of like card because I think I would have just sort of forgotten the time that World War II took place in if they hadn't have done that because some of the costumes are just kind of ambiguous just on the nature of it being set in the 30s. Yeah, particularly with that comment about men's outfits are so right. I took a costume design course like my last semester at Chapman and we did at one point a like, all right, through like all the common decades you would do stuff and it's just like wow men's fashion really has not changed substantially since like the 1900s like it's like oh it's just varying modifications on the suit and the hat until you get to about like the 50s 60s and then we just get rid of hats but the suits are still basically the same and it's like god Yeah, so there were some times just because there are just a lot of men wearing suits in the film. And so I was just kind of like... Such good suits, too. Yeah, they were good. They were... I mean, 
I think I maybe am sort of partial to like an older suit just because I do like vintage clothes and you know I'm I'm interested in you know kind of the fashion of yesteryear um but I was like man this is a that's a snazzy suit you got on Indiana when he was wearing that tweed I was like okay dripper drown this is a great look oh uh professor daddy Indiana Jones in the tweed yes absolutely there the one girl the one girl who wrote love me on her island and i said Can we discuss her and i said no that's that's my twin flame that's that's who i am that's my self insert in this movie she is shooting her shot and i appreciate her that took dedication she had to be in the mirror with her like crappy little 30s like eye pencil like writing it on her eyelid yeah so like, like they didn't have liquid liner no and liquid liner would that would probably make it harder though it'd probably smudge i mean hey man we're not going to get into the specifics of makeup but it looked like it was a liquid liner it didn't look like it was charcoal yeah, let's let's not get into the specifics of this movie. <laughs> yeah. When you start thinking of the plausibility, you're like, wait a minute. No, wait a second. Yeah, no. But I definitely definitely feel that. There were some some good clothes in this movie, but by nature of it being the 30s, it was just like, look, man, I have professors who wear tweed. Like, you know, I got professors who wear suits. I was like, when is this? And then I was like, oh right. Who are the villains in this movie? Is this the 80s? Is, and then you turn and you like see the Nazi flag and you're like, oh, it's not the 80s. Okay. But you know what, realty, you know, US, that, it, is it so antiquated? Yeah, is it bad that my thought was like, wow, Indiana Jones surprisingly woke. There weren't a ton, there wasn't a huge amount of anti-Nazi sentiment in 36. <laughs> it's, that didn't come to like, a little bit later. Just a little bit, yeah. He he woke. He really he's on the right side of history. Like this is we're not at war yet. This isn't this is interesting. Apple absolutely. Yeah. No, I had to but yeah. So the fashion I had to keep reminding myself, this is the thirties. Yes. It um, is the thirties. It it's 30s. when you're confused by the fashion, look to the fascists. I don't know how to feel about what you just said. We're not on a video call, but I am dabbing. I can feel it. I can, <laughs> I can feel the cringe through my headphones. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the plot of this movie. Yes, let's talk about the plot of this movie. Yeah, let's talk about the plot. One general thing I'm going to say... Mm-hmm. Is that for an archaeologist, Indiana Jones does not have a lot of respect for archaeological artifacts. Oh, not in the slightest. Not There's... at all. He just straight up, they're in like, um, like they're where like the Ark of the Covenant is found and there are like those big statues and he just like he just knocks, knocks it, over. it over. He knocks over this like huge ancient statue of like, you know, an Egyptian deity. He knocks it into a wall. There's all the mummies around and he's just like knocking them over. Pushes a stone out of the side of this like, you know, kind of, you know, hole or kind of underground cave. Mm-hmm. Just oh yeah, and when they're getting like the um the lid off, not the lid off the ark, but the lid off, off like the, the box, box where the, the ark, ark is. The ark him and Sala, they just like they lift it up and then they just like chuck it, just down. And I'm like, wow, this thousands of year old Egyptian stone is very sturdy, because nothing is crumbling or breaking like it should because it's thousands of years old. This is archaeology. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for all the, like, students in this class who are thinking, like, hmm, maybe I can go with 
Dr. Jones on his next archaeology trip, thinking it's going to just be like brushing off some pottery in like, you know, France or something. And then it's like, they're like, uh, should we be using the grenades on the tomb, Doctor? And Indy's just like, we gotta get it before the Nazis get it, go! Yeah, no, definitely that. He really said, you know what, screw this archaeological site that probably has major cultural, religious significance, historical significance. He really said, I need to get out of here because I don't like fakes. I don't like them. <laughs> Extremely that. He really said, snakes are canceled. <laughs> 1936. It was the 80s, you know. We didn't have concepts like cultural memory or historical preservation. I mean, we did, but we just didn't care. Yeah, we really said, I understand that this, you know, that this idol that I found in this this temple in Latin America probably has a lot of significance to the indigenous people whose um, whose land I am on. But also, I have to win this dick measuring contest with this random French guy. No, absolutely. That's the entire. That is the entire point of the movie. He's just like, but this French dude. It's not even. At some point, it doesn't even feel like it's the Nazis. He's just like this freaking French guy is just a pain in my side. I need to one-up him at every chance I get. And also, like, why, why, like, um, going back to when he was in, I assume, South or Central America, and he- It's definitely, like, South America somewhere. He's in, like, South America, and he picks up, like, that gold idol, and the French guy's like, I got you. He's just kind of like, ah, ah, shoot, like, you got me. Here's, here's the thing. Doesn't put up a fight. He, like, vaguely goes for his gun, like, once. To I be un- fair, I understand. there were, like, 40 indigenous people with, like, bows and blow darts trained on him. However, this movie, um, surprise, surprise, it was the 80s, also kind of now, doesn't really treat, basically, <laughs> anyone who isn't white and American in a very positive light. Because he's, like, he's getting chased by those indigenous people. And they, like, don't shoot. They don't use any of their weapons. They, like, they just kind of, they're just playing tag at that point. And I was, like, now, come on, man. Are, are we supposed to be afraid of these people or not? Because you're just giving me mixed signals. Are they, are you giving a stereo? Which stereotype are you playing lip service to? That they're fearsome warriors or that they're just kind of, you know... Incompetent. Incompetent, you know, savages. Like, which which one of those terrible stereotypes do you want me to lean into? Because you can't have it both ways. Speaking of stereotypes, this was the interesting thing for me watching it. Of like, oh, this is an older movie. Is when they re- went to Cairo and all the... Arab people, all the Egyptian people are like just kind of lackeys and not really threatening as opposed to now when they just be all terrorists. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, this is the 80s. This is this is when we were still worried about like communism. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Middle East just was kind of there. Yeah, it was it was definitely watching with a a 2022 perspective. Definitely you know, surprise, surprise, the way they treated, you know, non-white people was was not great in this film. But it was also like, you're being portrayed as, you know, like, not intelligent and just kind of there for background. Whereas, like, now it would be like, you are a threat to my very existence, to my freedoms. It's very different. Neither of them are good. I do want that, um that concept that's been floating around i think just on like social media not anyone has actually picked it up of like a reverse indiana jones of an archaeologist stealing artifacts from like museums and then taking them back to where they belong i would love that it would be very much like high-tech heist and then it would be like and then it would be like hey guys this belongs to you you're welcome no need it's like, no need to thank me. This is yours. Go ahead. Put it back where it belongs. 
And where where they should start is that giant warehouse in the end. Yeah. Where they just stick the Ark of the Covenant. They're like, what is it? It's like, I feel like it was fairly odd parents where Cosmo's just like, what, another holy grail? And just like chucks it. That's It was giving me very much that. It was like, oh, another extremely important and probably, you know, supernatural cultural artifact. Put it in, put it in aisle three. Let's talk a little bit about the implications they never go into, that they never discuss in this movie. So the ultimate thing they're looking for is the Ark of the Covenant. And at the end, there's some kind of supernatural thing it does where it just melts the faces off of all these Nazis. So all I can conclude from that is that in the Indiana Jones universe, God is real, like, demonstrably. No, absolutely. That's 100% what it's going for. And also, like, wasn't the point of them finding the Ark in white was so important that, like, you know, the Nazis didn't get the Ark was that, you know, it was going to make their army, it was supposedly going to, like, make their army indestructible and, you know, they were going to win the war and stuff like that. And then it really, really backfired, didn't it? You just got your face melted off. We should have let the Nazis take the Ark to Berlin. It would have just wiped, it would have prevented the war. Yeah, absolutely, man. And look, all I'm going to say is that some of those guys looked like they were made of wax beforehand. Um, truth. <laughs> hey, hey, man, it's the truth. But then just like having, having the face melting. I watched this, at, I knew that the face melting was going to happen. And I was watching this at night. And I did have to look up, like, what it- I had to look up that scene on YouTube while it was not, like, the dead of night to see if I would be okay with watching it. Because I was like, I'm not about to get vibe-checked at, like, you know, midnight. I, oh no, that- that like, is I'm, smart. That is very smart. It's like, I know that this is gonna happen. I'm not gonna get to- I'm not about to scare myself into not sleeping. What also did not pass the vibe-check, though- is that you know it wasn't it wasn't very big but i freaking hate spiders so when they were in south america and like they had the spiders on their back oh i had to look away i was like uh uh i simply do not see it that was that's where it crossed the line for me all the snakes fine all the violence fine four spiders five too many of them i cannot oh, deal yeah spiders are my snakes like if i was indiana jones i'd be like spiders nope oh yeah and he was way too chill around the snakes i don't have a problem with snakes i think i would have a problem with that many of them but not like a huge problem but like ugh, a sink a single spider the size of the head of a pin and i'm like i'm moving out of the house it's... many like actual like tarantulas <gasps> i'm like nope we're done here Oh, you said that, and I had a visceral reaction. <sighs> yeah, it was bad. Oh, very much not good. But yeah. This was an intense movie. This yeah. Is, this is 81, so this is back when PG actually meant there was some, like, bite to it. Yeah, definitely. Nowadays, I feel like a PG-13 movie doesn't have, like, half as much of the craziness. Yeah, definitely. This... And, like, I've... I would say in terms of the Nazis getting what they deserve movies that I've watched, which is basically just this and Inglorious Bastards, this was a little easier to stomach. This, right. This was a little this easier. This isn't quite Tarantino. Not quite. It was a little less, it was, you know, just marginally less bloody than Tarantino. But um, it was still like, dang, y'all, y'all killing a lot of people. Like... The body count here is high. It was a high body count. I mean, the people were getting, you know, driving off cliffs and they, you know, backed into a propeller and, you know. Oh god, just, the propeller. That's uh, such a cool fight scene, but I was I was waiting for it. I'm like, I know it's coming, where is it? And then it doesn't. It's like, ooh, that's visceral. It is. It, it very much was. I... Yeah, like I said, easier to stomach than um, than Tarantino, but still 
a whole lot of a whole lot of dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there really was. There was. How do you feel about the female character? What was her name? Marion? Marion. I really like Marion. Yeah. Um I really like her. I think she's fun. She's spunky. She does a lot of fun stuff. I felt she was a little too felt at times she got a little damsel in distress e that was a little annoying she wasn't quite to the level of like some later heroines who i feel are like actually on par with like the male leads but she wasn't like you know uh, it's willy from temple of doom who is like very shrieky she wasn't to that level so I liked her. I, I She was fun to hang around with. She was a good... Yeah, I would say I generally, like, kind of agree with you. I definitely... She seemed like she could generally hold her own against Indiana Jones, but that the movie was, at its core, it was a man-saves-the-day movie. Like, it was... I, I definitely felt that it was, it was that. Which isn't even necessarily bad, but it, I'm not saying, you know a man can't save the day in a movie that's ridiculous but it definitely like it was like marion is not going to be at the same level as indy yeah well it's his story ultimately no absolutely and like i I totally get that and like i said not really a huge problem but it definitely like hey man maybe i'm just a big fan of a strong female female character and that's that's what I that's what I like in my movies. You love it. But not a but not a strong female character registered trademark. Not that. Yeah, no. She was actually like she's there. She's doing her thing. She actually is holding her own. So I really liked her. I liked her spunk. I actually wanted them to like get together. I they had good chemistry. Her and Indy had like really good chemistry. I wanted them to like end up together at the end of the movie. Yeah, me too. I know that that girl who wrote Love You on Her Eyelids is just gutted. She dropped his class. She said, I'm done. We're, we're leaving. She said, I was an archaeology major. I'm going to business now. Not business. <laughs> Not business. Were women in the 30s? Like, were they... That's, I guess it's the thing that I'm always a little confused about, where it was like, were all of these fields of study open to women, like actually open to women, but like just kind of culturally, you know, they were just kind of like steered away from them or were like, or was it like, no, you can't, you can't enter this field like at all. We won't allow you to. Don't actually know. I feel like by the thirties, there weren't too many places that were like, absolutely not no girls allowed ever there were still places there were still a ton of places where there just like weren't women but i don't know if there were like any fields especially in like academia that would have been like no women allowed on principle it just would have been like well girls don't do this that's just how it is and not because oh we didn't let girls do this for years yeah yeah, I'm not sure. It's just something I think about sometimes when I, like, talk with my, like, older relatives. And I'm like, did you, I'm like, so did you not study that because you were barred entry or just because you were encouraged to do something else? Just food for thought. Just something I was thinking about. Speaking of archaeology, I do have to ask, does your archaeology professor, how, how does this person compare to a young Harrison Ford? Um, could not be more different. Could not, yeah, could not be more different than a young Harrison Ford. If there was a professor who looks like a young Harrison Ford in your archaeology department, would you be an archaeology major? Um, I think I might minor, or I might, you know, take a class and then, you know, drop by his office hours a lot. That's what I might do, but I don't know if I... I think archaeology is quite interesting. I think I'm more interested in learning about the studies than going to a gravesite and finding some pottery. But that's just me. But what if 
it was a research trip with your professor, young Harrison Ford. Are you writing fan fiction? Not with you, Ed. <laughs> You're like, this is my self-insert. <laughs> my, my OCs, yes. Follow me on Wattpad. <laughs> Not Wattpad. The Wattpad link is at the show notes. There is a... There is a, a podcast that I have been listening to, Violating Community Guidelines, with Brittany Broski and Sarah Shower, and they just, at the time of recording this, um, it's not their most recent episode, but it was fairly recent, they did one on fanfiction, and I found, I found that episode quite triggering at some moments. I think I need to watch it. Also, I was going through my Spotify, and it that podcast was recommended to me, and I was like, why is this recommended? And then I looked at the art and I'm like, oh, because it's Brittany Broski. And my sister has poisoned all my algorithms. Hey, you should be thankful. I, I really enjoy her. And that podcast is, is it's quite good. And yeah, the fan fiction episode, it, um, it struck a nerve. And I felt, you know, and, and you know, the term one shot uh, came up in my most recent therapy session um as a result of that that podcast brought up a lot of feelings oh no whenever you start talking fandom things with your therapist it always feels like a low it it does it does one time i um i've had to explain like my D&D games to my therapist and i'm just like okay bear with me yeah i had to explain the plot of west side story to my therapist one time it was, uh, but hey, she's still my therapist, so, you know, didn't go that poorly. Uh, that's a spoiler for next episode when we'll be discussing West Side Story with our special guest, Cassie's therapist. Oh, dear. That's definitely an ethical violation. <laughs> what? It's just the movie. It's fine. I, I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't go to school for therapism. Speaking of therapism, a lot of the people in this movie needed it. Like, Marion was about to start swinging on Indiana. Soon as she came in, he rather um came into her bar. The French guy is just like blinded by women. Has been he's been. He's been on the job for a while, hasn't seen a woman, and is like, I am willing to risk it all. And then Indy- Hasn't seen a white woman. Oh, exactly. That's- uh, There's there's plenty of women in Egypt. I have it on good authority. There are at least three. Yeah, I would I would even wager possibly four. But yeah, no, he was, he was about to risk it all for her. And uh, I think Indy, I think he just maybe needs to take, you know- Maybe not necessarily therapy, but just like, you know, sit in on one of his, you know, colleagues who teaches an ethics class, you know, sit on him in on a, one of his, uh, his lectures. Because all the stuff you were doing to those gravesites, very sus. Indy just needs to go on sabbatical to somewhere really boring. Like, he needs to go somewhere nice, but like boring and heavily populated so he can't like accidentally stumble upon ruins yeah that's also my thing is if he's like this like batman like professor by day explorer by night like who's teaching his classes he was gone for a long time was there just a ta his ta is just like (sighs) seriously like i get that you want to put this in the museum but like i i have so many papers to grade God, uh, he can't have. He has to he be. He can't. Just like a guest lecturer. He has to be. I'm just imagining, like, God, if Indiana Jones is your, like, thesis advisor for grad school. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden, you're knee deep in your, like, whatever data collation on, I don't know, Mesoamerican whatever. And then all of a sudden, your thesis advisor has to go gallivant and fight nazis for three months and you're like so like when is this due do i get an extension because you're just you've left the country can i get an extension why well dr jones appears to have booked the next flight to 
Nepal. We know how this is gonna go. Yeah. Being in his class would be fun until... It, and he was like, you know, the students were leaving his class and he's shouting about his office hours. And I was like, homie, you're not going to be at office hours. You're going to be in Timbuktu. Like, you're going to be, like, just snooping around some ancient burial grounds. That's what you're doing. Indiana Jones has the same teacher energy as that, like, English teacher in high school who would, like, assign a bunch of stuff and then go on maternity leave. Oh, absolutely. And we have all had that English teacher. Um, Yeah. He he definitely gave very much like imagine you just like you really you failed the test and it was really important and you're like, okay, I really need to go see Dr. Jones and you know, ask him how I can improve and you know, stuff like that. And then you go into his office hours and his TA is there and it's like, dude, he's like, I don't even know where he is. He just left. He just said he just left a sticky note. Is it see ya? And he's just been gone for four months. Oh my god. That would that would put a damper on my college experience, let me tell you. He has to be a guest lecturer. He also can't be teaching any, like, advanced classes. He has to be just doing, like, some 101 level stuff. No, exactly. Like, you can't be, like, this can't be the final class that you need to get your degree. Because then Dr. Jones is just, he's just nowhere to be found. And you're like, I... I have no idea what I'm doing. I you talked about this Mesoamerican civilization. I'm just having a really hard time knowing about, you know, their trade and their commerce. And then the TA is like, "Okay, very cool. Um, he's in Indonesia." I don't know. And how Lord I'm... knows when he's going to be back. Exactly. Exactly. Now I want to just intercut like scenes from these movies intercut with the like poor grad student just trying to graduate yeah now that's that's the sequel we needed forget about temple of doom we needed indiana jones the grad student in peril <laughs> that's the reboot they're gonna be doing indiana jones and the thesis gone wrong oh no oh goodness i'm just kind of thinking about other parts of the movie and I was having a conversation earlier with my friend. We were going on a walk and I don't know how we got on this conversation. I don't know if we were talking about school or, you know, the fact that I was going to watch Indiana Jones, but we were just kind of talking about kind of our perceptions on Egyptology. And I've talked about this also a little with my mom where we find it very interesting, but there is something about it that is more frightening and kind of a little more disturbing than like other ancient civilizations. And I think part of that that I was kind of talking about with my friend is because ancient Egyptian, you know, beliefs were the first in the ancient world to have a belief in an afterlife, there is a lot of stuff to do with death and the process of dying and what happens afterward that is always kind of hard to talk about no matter what culture you're from or your own experiences with death but it's just because it's so heavily focused on it or at least the stuff that we sort of study it always just can be a little unnerving and I did kind of find that at some por some portions of the movie where there was the large emphasis on like mummies and stuff like that and you know ghosts and supernatural stuff and so I guess I just thought about my own thoughts about Egyptology while watching and just ancient Egyptian civilization while uh watching a movie from the 80s also has to do with like Egypt is so old mm -hmm. you know it's that old line of you know the pyramids of Giza were as old to Cleopatra as Cleopatra is to us yeah so it's like it's it's a culture and just a civilization that has existed for just literally thousands of years so you stumble across 
you know, we look at like Roman ruins that are like 2000 years old and we're just like, oh my God, this is insane. This is an amazing find. Now go back to, you know, a culture that we can still recognize as ancient Egypt that's 2000 years older than that. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the closest we're going to get to like some real like old crazy stuff, you know? Yeah, what's that thing? I know it's a it's a comparison between the US and Europe, but it's like Europe is creepy because it's old and America is creepy because it's big. Yeah. Yeah, very that. Yeah, and I think like you were saying because Egypt as a civilization has existed in some form since, you know, literally ancient times. It's just very unnerving, especially coming from the United States, where our country is like, you know, we measure it in the hundreds of years. Like, it's, you know, 200 plus years, like, and we're like, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. And then you have all of these cultures that existed in some form in the ancient world, and it's very hard for us to conceptualize. I think especially as an American, it's quite hard because all my history... It's all in the common era. It all is like, you know, 1600 something, 1700 something. Whereas, you know, these ancient civilizations, you have to go like, we're measuring everything in BCE. Egypt especially too, because that that sort of like ancient Egyptian culture, there was a lot. It changed obviously because every culture does, but there was a lot of continuity. So you will find stuff from the like beginnings of Egyptian history and it's still pretty recognizable to stuff that came out way later that it's like it's hard to find any level of continuity anywhere else you know everywhere else you see very distinct periods or stuff changes completely you even look at like the rest of Europe it's like yeah there's Rome but then Rome falls and then you get very delineated periods you know, where you can very clearly see, okay, this is this is the medieval, this is Byzantine, this is Renaissance. I think something like China, maybe, or India. But even then, India had a lot of stuff. It's very hard to find, like, okay, what's another just civilization that has just lasted forever and also looks pretty similar when even when you go way, 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 way back. Yeah, definitely. I... I agree with everything you said. It's because Egypt was united so early on and remained united, of course not forever, um, but remained united for, you know, a substantial period of time and is still, you know, somewhat recognizable today. Um, well, not, you understand what I mean. That we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, ancient Egypt and modern Egypt, we can, you know, understand some cultural and historical through line to the two of them and yeah it's just it's very strange to conceptualize um so you have all of the kind of old ancient stuff and all the stuff about death and yeah egyptology can be a little a little much sometimes and a lot of those mummies i was like all right now we're good i get the message yeah and it's also just a cool place to kind of play around in i think because there's there is a lot of you know a lot a large focus on death because the egyptian afterlife is so much just a continuation of the present and you know all your all the gods have like animal heads and it there's a lot of like aesthetics that look super cool which is why it's fun to play around in and movies like this you know no definitely yeah i definitely it makes sense that they would choose ancient egypt as you know their reference instead of you know another ancient civilization again one it's the most recognizable like you know we have a cultural image of what ancient egypt looks like you know accurate or not we have a cultural image of what it should look like so we all kind of get it and all of the visual language they use is understood by the viewer. But then also it's just 
very interesting and there's a lot to like you said a lot to play around with so that makes it i think a great civilization a great culture for them to expand upon it's a fun little sandbox another thing we're gonna take a hard left turn yes another thing that i was thinking about was the reaction to marion being assumed that she was just blown up i felt like (laughs) i i watched that and you know she's in the back of you know she's in the back of the the truck and the truck gets blown up and then he's just kind of like marion and then he just like drinks and i'm like was that it like is she just did because i was i was definitely expecting like that to happen and then for you know someone to be like carrying her still in the basket and her you know screaming for indy like i totally expected that to happen um and kind of it was that little you know like gotcha moment like you thought you know she was dead but then they like they dragged that out until we knew she was alive and i was really like they really killed this girl and we got four and a half seconds to deal with it i had a hot moment kind of like that too where i was like wait did they actually is this did i just forget this in the movie and then i went no because she was like literally introduced maybe two scenes before Mm -hmm. it truly is like she's introduced there's the fight in the bar they go to egypt and then there's that scene and i'm like no, she'll be fine. I just forget where she comes back. Yeah, I was like, sorry to this woman. Like, they really did you dirty. Because I was like... Because then there was something in the back of my head that was like, no, I mean, this was this was way too abrupt. Like, she's going to be back in some capacity. But then, like, she wasn't for a while. And I was like, she wasn't when I thought she was going to turn up again. And I was like, oh, man, they really said... They really said your contract's up. We really got said, all the your scenes. Twenty minutes of screen time. Thank they you. They said. They said we got all the shots we wanted from you. Now leave the set. And I was here's, like, "Wow." Here's your here's your per diem. Uh, congrats. We'll yeah, we'll yeah. see you at the wrap party. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, they really did this girl dirty," and then they didn't. But I definitely thought that they did. <laughs> I was about to be like, "Oh wow, they um." They really, they really disrespected this woman. They, they really did. But then they didn't. But then they didn't. And that was a good thing. Also, so I have heard, I think, I think this was said on a TV show or something like that. Or I, I don't know where, but I remember someone saying this. And they talk about how in this movie, Indiana Jones is irrelevant because all of the events would have transpired without him. What is your take on that? Um, I no actually now having I've heard that having rewatched this it's not. Can I share my feelings on it? Yeah, go because I'm like I was about to go a very hard no, but now I'm like actually maybe. So I kind of my initial thought after hearing that and watching the movie was I say no he is important because I think the reasoning that was given was like the Nazis still would have found you know the ark they would have opened it face melt and it would have killed him. you know it would have killed him but my thing is wasn't there there their like um headpiece for the staff was only one-sided and it didn't say on the back that they had to make the staff a little shorter yeah that was that that was what i was thinking yeah and so you know they were so they went into the map room with the too long of a staff and it shook and you know the light went onto the wrong spot so they were then, digging in the wrong spot yeah yeah they were digging in the wrong spot and then indiana did it and it um you know, shown in the right spot to the will of souls. And then 
after, you know, he finds the Ark, do the Nazis take it, and then all the rest of the events transpire. And I guess my thing is just, like, they wouldn't have found, they probably wouldn't have found the Well of Souls because they weren't looking in the right spot, and so they wouldn't have found the Ark. That's what I thought, but here's the other thing. The only reason they had the one, they only had the one side of the headpiece of the staff was because when they went to fight, when they went to get it from Marion, she fought back and Indy was there and the whole thing happened. And so the one guy tried to grab it and it like seared into his hand and he didn't grab it. So I'm thinking like, well, if Indy wasn't there, would they have just gotten the full medallion? Mm-hmm. And so would have put it in, would have gotten it correct, and then still would have found the Ark and, you know, opened it and face melt. I like, guess. Mm. I guess that's definitely plausible. I think that I think that maybe that could have happened. Um, but we also don't know if they would have gotten the... They probably would have gotten the headstone. Now that I'm thinking a little bit more about what you said, they probably would have gotten the headpiece if it was just all of them versus Marion. Like, what it would have been like three, four against one at that point. And there was no one else in the bar. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe, maybe Indiana Jones is needed. Maybe he's not. All I know is that it would be a boring movie without Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, it would have been a much less fun movie because he's a great action hero he's the perfect level of like bravado and action and that that little heart of gold he's a little han solo you know harrison ford was great at it where it's like oh you're kind of a jerk but you're also kind of cool and you got that little bit good that i like you exactly i I like you more than han hot take i don't think it's that hot of a take I think I do too. Maybe that's just because we're practically the same person sometimes. Maybe. Maybe. Who? Who's to say? Final thoughts on Indy, Anna Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. My final thoughts are that I like this movie. I would probably watch it again in some type of social setting if I wanted to, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3008 with my friends. I might watch it again. I might look into, you know, Temple of Doom or something. I enjoyed it, but I can't... It's like I can't guarantee that I'll watch it again, but it's certainly absolutely not a movie where I'm like, we're not watching that again. That was bad. It was pretty... It was like more to the positive end of the spectrum, but kind of middle of the road. What about you? I think it's a really solid movie. I think it's endured for as long as it has, because it's really well made and it's really enjoyable, really entertaining. I'm kind of with you. It's, I mean, just personally, I'm like, I love it. It's not like one of my faves that I need to watch all the time, but if it's on TV or if someone's like, hey, you want to watch it? I will gladly say yes. And... Maybe we'll have to do some specials where we revisit some of the other Indiana Jones movies, even though neither of us have seen them. One of us is going to have to see them before the other one. And then we're going to have to be like, you haven't seen this? Yeah, that's how it's going to have to go. That's how it'll go. (laughs) That's how it'll go. Um, Is that one of us will fixate on Indiana Jones for some reason and watch all of the movies in like one night. And that'll be our personality for about two weeks. And then right. we'll yes, have a whole... volunteering. Hey man, nose goes. You can't see it, but my finger's on my nose. My finger has always been on my nose this whole time. You know, I could feel the dab through my headphones, but I couldn't feel that. So I'm not... I am not going to... Um, I don't buy it. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap it up here. Thank you all for listening to this episode of You Haven't Seen This. Follow us on Twitter at you haven't seen underscore. Follow us on Instagram at you haven't seen this pod. All those links will be in the show notes. 
follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Give us some good iTunes ratings, five star ratings, and a little note. Um, it really does help get us noticed uh, by more and more people. Take care, everyone, and um, you know, beware of snakes. Go, beware of snakes, both uh, physical and metaphorical.